How's everybody doing today? Alrighty then. <laughs> uh, and the priests could no longer minister by reason of the cloud, or actually they're just learning how to minister in the cloud because they were professional in the flesh, and now they had to relearn everything God's way. They got slain. Couldn't minister in the glory cloud. Weren't taught the ways of God. They were taught the ways of man. Religion is human. Now it's time to be taught of the glory cloud. Who's your father? The bright cloud. Who's the sun? The mountain of transfiguration already inside you. Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Revelation says the kingdom of heaven is the city of heavenly Jerusalem, the city of innumerable angels, and it's 1,500 square miles, like a cube. That 1,500 square mile cube is within you. It's in your spirit. The day you're born again, you're preloaded with all the ability of God. 100%. He gave you all of himself. You didn't receive just a little portion of him. You know, he doesn't have any defects. There's no abortion clinics in heaven. There's no sickness and disease. No one's born retarded. No one has Down syndrome amongst the angels. The Father conceived you, birthed you, bore you in the living water. Born of the Spirit and born of the water, John chapter 3, preloaded with the city of heavenly Jerusalem. It's already in your spirit. The issue is, has it been made your flesh in your heart? How much of your heart have you given the Spirit of grace? How much of your heart have you given the kingdom of heaven within you? Most Christians haven't given hardly any of their heart soil. Jesus Christ always said the heart was soil. That's the place of sowing seed. The seeds of the kingdom are sown in the heart, bearing 30, 60, and 100 fold. The heart has the full potential to receive all God's word of all God's kingdom and bear all God's fruitfulness on earth that you can have the exact same messianic experience of Jesus Christ of Nazareth on earth as it is in heaven. The only issue is your heart. If you open your heart and receive the word into your heart, you'll bear fruitfulness. Fruitfulness unto God, in Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul says, was the entire meaning of ministry in the world. He said, I'm so thankful for everything you guys are doing in Philippi and it's so awesome and stuff. But the whole point of it is, is that your fruitfulness unto God may increase. Philippians chapter 4, it is written. That your fruitfulness unto God may increase. Fruitfulness hasn't been put on a pedestal in the charismatic church. But it should be because it's called the tree of life. And it actually requires your whole heart becoming the good soil for the roots of David. Jesus Christ, Revelation 22, I am the roots of David. 
the source of life. The source and the root of life called the tree of life. And unless Jesus Christ consumes your heart, you have no roots. So storms come, persecutions come, discord, divisions, factions, debates come, magic spells come, fallen angels hit you, and you have no roots in your heart, and so the tree falls over, and they go back into the world. And they walked with God a season, but they didn't bear fruit that lasts. What's the job of the Christian? Jesus Christ says in John is to stay attached to the wine vine and bear fruit that weathers storms. So you don't have a 99% turnover rate of doers of their own thing because they have no roots. And they're still weaker than the fallen angels even though they have doctrines that say they're perfect. Even though they're weaker than the principalities and are moved around on a checkerboard of Freemasonry or Hades like pawns, like dogs and sorcerers, by their abilities of the flesh, of what their stone, their brain can provide for Babylon the Great, and not what their spirit can bear fruitfulness unto God. The two kingdoms of the world, heaven and hell, the two trees in the garden. One is of the spirit. The other is of the brain. The only reason he was crucified at Golgotha. So that you could live free from the curse of the fall, which is being brain-led. The carnal mind, Romans 8, that wars against the spirit. But you have the mind controlled by the spirit. Where's your spirit? Right here in your belly, your rich treasury of glory. Out of your belly flowing rivers of creative power for those who believe. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. The river of the Lamb flows from within your spiritual stomach, pregnant with the divine child, having received the sperma of God. Are you the bride of Christ? May your waters break and birth the divine child today so that you may be saved. 1 Timothy 2.15, amplified in the Greek, it says, you are saved by birthing the divine child. You're not pregnant in your lungs. You're not pregnant in your heart. You're pregnant in your stomach. Your heart has roots that grow down into the spirit, the bowels of the earth, and you are an earthen vessel. <laughs> the, heart, the heart is like the surface of the earth. Now your roots grow down deep. What are you drinking from down there? You're an earthen vessel. You better be drinking from the fountain of life and the lamb on the throne in your spiritual stomach because your heart otherwise would be drinking from Hades and the underworld. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with people. They still have a black heart, but they got a whitewashed tomb. So they're outwardly Christian, but there's no inward transformation. Outwardly obedient, but no inward obedience. They don't have the inward likeness of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ the eyes of their heart are not illuminated. They only have the eyes of their natural flesh illuminated by the angel of light that deceives, the false Jesus of the air of right and wrong, called the tree of the knowledge of good, right, and evil, wrong, controlled by the brain and not the spirit, the enemy of Christ and the whore of Babylon. That's what the satanic army is. Those who are carnally led and not spiritually led. They're not river led. They don't drink of the river. 
They don't drink the cup of the new covenant. They plead the covenant. They analyze the covenant. They study the covenant. They're carnally minded Christians. Laodicean. And if they're fanatical, they're zealots like Saul of Tarsus murdering those in the river and not drinking with the real covenant race. They're on the banks criticizing and attacking and accusing the real covenant holy people that drink the new covenant because they're still outside the city gates. They have no inward transformation. They're whitewashed tombs. They're the sons and daughters of Satan and not God. Return to the river with all your heart and become the sons and daughters of God. All you religious fanatics, you servants of the light of Cain who murders his brother. The seed line of Cain has populated the whole world. They're the sons and daughters of the accuser. You've never seen more accusers than this in the history of mankind. I mean, to not find an accuser is like a diamond in the rough, a needle in the haystack amongst Christians in 2018. Find someone that's not judgmental. Find someone that's not an accuser. Find someone that's not carnally minded, full of the information of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in their brain from eating from the abilities of the religious flesh of Satan that's actually spiritual and has a geyser and the gush of God coming out of their glorious guts. Find someone like that and you found yourself a true disciple of the kingdom. But they're one in a million. That's the remnant. Those are the ones that truly love Jesus. And they've suffered in Babylon the Great because of so much external satanic bewitchment. If you're not bewitched, you couldn't buy and sell in Babylon, could you? You're, you're excommunicated. <laughs> we don't have the mark of the beast, so they don't let us buy and sell. We have nothing to do with the beast Christian system. They don't support us. They don't donate. They don't mention our names in a positive way because we're not a part of their beast Christianity. We don't buy and sell. Beast Christianity is the mark of the beast. And anyone that didn't take the mark of the beast couldn't buy or sell, couldn't have income. <laughs> it's true. And so rejoice, you apostles and prophets, because of you, God has destroyed Babylon or the beast system of every building made by human hands. False Christianity. <laughs> False Christianity of the brain in the appearance, the knowledge, and the works of good in the nature of the angel of light that deceives and not the, the nature of Christ who glorifies. These people have not developed their spirits. They've developed in sorcery. Their charismatic conferences do not develop their spirit. Not a single one of them is God inside minded. Not a single one of them. Not one. Because if you're God inside minded, you're excommunicated. And you can no longer buy and sell in Babylon. Because you've rejected the mark of the beast. It's true. You have seen that demonstrated before your eyes every single day in America and worldwide since you came into this earth. This is Babylon the Great. And you have already overcome the mark of the beast. That's how deep you are into the end times. 
you're so deep into the end times, so deep into the great tribulation, that we're actually about to get recompensed from all of our suffering, having gone through this gauntlet of hell on earth that we've suffered through for 37 years. Some of you longer, some of you less. Some of you are just starting to understand this mess. And the scales are falling off your eyes today. Those that are God inside minded, those that recognize the divine child within them. Ephesians 3, 16, Amplified Classic. May He grant you out of the rich treasury of His glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit Himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make His permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence, and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. Full spiritual stature. That's what you're in store for. The awakening of the Messiah within your spirit. Religion separates your mind from Christ in you, and religion makes you serve he who's in the world. And you serve he who's in the world, and that false Jesus of the air has deceived all nations. All nations. Try to find a Christian that's not deceived by the false Jesus of the air. They're like, you'd be lucky to find 300 right now on planet Earth. They don't know what's available in the New Covenant. They, they haven't even realized the glory. Colossians 1.27, the realization of the glory is recognizing the fullness of deity lives in your spiritual stomach. Your rich treasury of glory is your spiritual stomach filled with the Godhead. Where does the word go into? Your spirit. And what is your spirit? The roots of your heart. And from your heart grows the tree of life and the branches come out your soul and the leaves of that tree are the healing of the nations. That's the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's the plumbing of God. That's the understanding of the new covenant. That's what He died for on the cross. To remove the externalism of magic called Sinai for the full manifestation of of glory called Zion. They went up the mountain and it was so bright that it was brighter than anyone could bleach their clothes. And they were blinded by the light. And from the bright cloud, the Father spoke, This is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to Him. And Peter, James, and John responded, Let us build shelters for Moses, Elijah, and you. What's that response to build shelters? Because you don't have faith for an ever-increasing glory because you haven't realized the Messiah is inside you. You're still in the Sinai curse of the law of the fading glory. Still going around trying to get recharged. Still needing to get filled up because you're worn out. 
All of it is because of the seared conscience through religion. The fallen angels are religious angels that suck you dry. That's why you need spiritual resurrection. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. Should we read it? Read it up. <laughs> Glory. Amen. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. For my determined purpose is that I may know Him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from His resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share His sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into His likeness even to His death. That means none of me. I mean, who overcomes the world? Revelation 12:11. He who does not love his life even unto death. No self-awareness, no ego, no mark of the beast, no human nature. Only aware of the white glory cloud that adopted you into the third heaven realm of Jerusalem. That if possible, I may attain the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Externalism has taught that the resurrection's out there. The resurrection's in here. It's a fountain. Holy. You have the fountain of sparkling crystal living waters within your spirit. When your mind realizes the glory, that's when you enter Zion. That's when you enter the kingdom. That's when you enter the glory cloud or you enter the Father. Until then, you're outside the city gates. And all these externalists practice witchcraft. Witchcraft is nothing less than religion. That's what witchcraft is, religion. The occult is religion. Freemasonry is Phariseeism. Church building is Phariseeism. Shelters in the fading glory, it's all Sinai. It's all the curse of the fall and the curse of the law. And it's all removed in the fountain of grace of the Lamb on the throne in your spirit. When your mind realizes the glory, you begin in the new covenant experience. You begin in the gush of God. You begin in the glory of God. And He makes all things new. You have a new personality. You have a new character. You have a new job. You have an angelic job now. You have uh, an assignment from heaven and a destiny now when you realize the glory. And you go from glory to glory, accumulating glory by obedience to the Father's Word. Some people that enter the glory leave the glory. That's why it's written, the pearl gates are always open in Zion. Which means a lot of Christians go in and out of the kingdom because they haven't fully recognized the kingdom within them. So their mind enters in and then they go find a charge and they go to the next conference and they hop around trying to find what God's doing. God's doing your spirit. He's the father of spirits. God's doing your spirit. He's the father of glory. All He does is glorify you and grows your glory so you have the exact same experience as Jesus Christ of Nazareth on earth, the firstborn from the dead. What's the dead? Religion. 
Externalism, witchcraft, Sinai is the place of death. The law kills, but the spirit gives life. Are you condemned in the black cloud of suffering and smoke and sorrow and death of Sinai? Let Zion, the Lord Jesus Christ, rise in your belly and deliver you from death and hell. The fallen angel assignment of death will come out of your heart and mind instantly. The moment you believe in the Lord Jesus, you are saved. And what are you saved into? Heavenly Jerusalem, the Lamb's book of life. And now enjoy the Father and the glory of the holy angels. Get to know the bright cloud. Go from glory to glory. Accumulate glory. Feast on the Word. Just because you enter the glory doesn't mean you'll stay in the glory. We want you to stay in the glory, but most people don't. They get tempted and are pulled out of the glory and go do stupid stuff for seasons, and we never see them for like two, three, five years, and they come back after a wilderness experience. You shouldn't have done that. No more school of hard knocks. No more school of disobedience. Time to be taught of God and not taught of disobedience and the suffering and the punishment of being eaten by snakes and scorpions in the wilderness. That's not how God wants to teach anyone through suffering. The suffering of the prophetic and apostolic is because these people won't come out of the wilderness into Zion and we're sitting on the throne of glory and they won't listen and obey. That's the suffering of the Messiah. They insist on the wilderness and building tents in the wilderness instead of crossing the Jordan in the five-day walk into Zion and being enthroned in glory because they want to be workers in the slavery of Sinai instead of lovers in the freedom of Zion. Let all Sinai's slavery of the curse of the law come out of your hearts today. Let the Lord Jesus Christ put His love on your heart like a seal. You're created to be rulers. You're created to be princes and princesses of heavenly Jerusalem. You're the sons and daughters of God the King. Who made you workers? Sinai did. Legalists. False ministers and false teachers putting you under the yoke of the law of do's and don'ts, rules and regulations. Do not handle, do not touch, do not taste. Oh, Galatians chapter 1 says, Anathema be upon them. Paul was so sick and tired of these Judaizers, he said, if anyone preaches a gospel other than what I preach to you, let him come under God's curse. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Anathema. Because fallen angels have taught you the ways of Sinai, how to be witches and warlocks in Christianity. (laughs) Fire and brimstone of hell and death and not the ways of Zion, of glory and love and beauty. And that's what's wrong with everyone in the world. They're taught the ways of Sinai and not the ways of Zion. But let Zion, through our perfect, loving hearts, consume Sinai through all wicked, evil, accuser of the brethren hearts and every nation, tribe, and tongue today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory.